welcome to the Bethel Free Baptist Church Weekly Sermons. This is the evening service of Sunday the 22nd of December 2013, entitled, A Saviour is Born, and the Bible reading is taken from Luke chapter 2, verse 11. Here's Pastor Larry T. Curtis. Gospel of Luke chapter 2, really one verse that... Uh, I guess most of the time, you know, a sermon's supposed to have three points and a poem and all that good stuff, but uh, it's really just a single thought sermon, if you would, tonight, uh, just uh, upon this uh, this one verse, which uh, uh, is on the screen before you there now, uh, for unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. What do we mean when we talk about a Savior? I guess that... Uh, Certainly, as we look around the world, we could say that the world oftentimes is desperately searching for a Savior of some kind that it might be to bring them the economic security that they're looking for. It might be racial harmony when there's a lot of unrest. And of course, we hear this term, you know, world peace talked about so very much the world. They want a Savior. So many times they're looking in all the wrong places. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 3, it says, For when they shall say peace and safety, then sudden destruction cometh unto them as travail upon a woman with child, and they shall not escape. And of course, these words here taken in context are speaking of the last days which I believe with all my heart that we might be celebrating the first advent of the Lord Jesus Christ into this world. But it wouldn't surprise me if we see the second advent before we celebrate the first advent this year. And of course, as the world is looking for a Savior and a Savior for all these things, we find that, uh, of course, that uh, the Bible says that when the last days are there, they're going to... Uh, they're going to be saying peace, and they're going to be saying safety, but destruction is what they're going to face. Some 2,700 years ago, the prophet Isaiah spoke these words in Isaiah 57, verses 19 to 21, said, I create the fruit of the lips, peace, peace to him that is far off and to him that is near, saith the Lord, and I will heal him. But the wicked are like the troubled sea when it cannot rest, whose waters cast up mire and dirt. There is no peace, saith my God, to the wicked. The world looks for a Savior. The world looks for peace. John chapter 5, verse 43, Jesus said, I am come in my Father's name, and you receive me not. If another shall come in his own name, him will he receive. Of course, we know that he was speaking specifically to the Jewish nation here at this. They would reject their long-awaited Messiah that they had been looking for for all of these years. And of course, tragically, just as the world around today, they would accept many counterfeits in his place. They would still seek that police, that peace. We find that, you know, the common greeting among the Jewish people today is shalom, 
peace. And yet they rejected the only one that the Bible teaches us, that Savior that came, was born in Bethlehem. John chapter 1, verses 11 and 12, he came unto his own, and his own received him not. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. You see, we know in looking at the Scriptures that sin brings slavery. And, of course, sin brings death. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Why is that simple statement so important? Well, because the same Bible also says, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God, because every one of us have to deal with it. Every one of us are born in sin. All have sinned. All have come short of the glory of God. Romans chapter 5, verse 12, Wherefore, as by one man centered into the world, and death by sin, and so death passed upon all men, for that all have sinned. <laughs> all we have to do is look around. Nobody since has bypassed that cemetery yet because all of us are born with this curse of sin. Sin brings with it death. We find that there's good news, though, because also in Romans chapter 5, verses 6 to 9, it says, For when we were yet without strength, in due time Christ died for the ungodly. For scarcely for a righteous man will one die, yet peradventure for a good man some would even dare to die. But God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners... Christ died for us. Much more than being now justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. Jesus said in Luke chapter 19, verse 10, for the Son of Man is come to seek and to save that which was lost. We find that as we look into our text today in Luke chapter 2, the angel of God came and he announced this good news to those shepherds that were there abiding in their field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And he said, fear not. For behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. Over 2,000 years ago, while those shepherds were abiding and that angel came to make that announcement, not only is it very important to recognize that, yes, we all need a Savior because we are all born into sin. We have all sinned. We have all come short of the glory. And the only consequence that can possibly come from that is death. But he said there to those shepherds, I bring you good tidings of great joy. Notice those next words, which shall be to all people. The good news wasn't just for the shepherds that were abiding in the field. It was great news for them as they were carrying on with their work there. But it was good news that would, he said, uh, be to all people. 
For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. We heard all of the readings this morning, and one of the readings that we heard was back in Micah, the prophet, predicting precisely where that this Savior would be born, predicting that he would come forth, that would be the ruler in Israel, He went on to say, whose goings forth have been from of old, from everlasting. Jesus didn't begin his life in Bethlehem in that manger. That was just when he came amongst us. That same Jesus, that Savior that was born to us was from everlasting and everlasting. Matthew chapter 2, verse 2 The wise men also, when they were following that star, says, where is he who is born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and are come to worship him. You know, I guess for many years as a youngster, that's just part of the Christmas story and one of those things that was always there. But I noticed something recently that I hadn't really thought about, and maybe you had. I'm a slow learner sometimes, but... Back in Numbers chapter 24, verse 17, it said, I shall see him, but not now. I shall behold him, but not nigh. There shall come a star out of Jacob, and a scepter shall rise out of Israel, and shall smite the corners of Moab and destroy all the children of Sheth. No coincidence, I don't think, that God used a star to guide those wise men to the place where Jesus lay. We find that those angels said, peace on earth. For until you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord, according to what we see, men are searching, and the Bible says they'll, they'll search and they'll say peace and they'll cry peace and they'll, they'll look for all these things, but without Jesus Christ, without the Savior that was born there in Bethlehem, they'll only find destruction The world can't bring that peace. The world can't give that peace. Yes, yes, they desire it. Yes, they may even do things to bring it about, but at its very best, it's always only temporary. The angel said, glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace, goodwill toward men. Men himself will never bring that peace. But we have that peace through the Savior, the one Savior. You see, there's only one way to receive peace. We can be like the rest of this world that's looking for for peace and tranquility and looking for our Savior in all the wrong places. We find that the truth is it's only in Jesus Christ. Individually, that's where we can find that peace through the Savior that was born there in Bethlehem. As a family, that's where we find that peace, when it's Jesus Christ, the one that brings peace to that family when without him there's turmoil. In our communities, in our nations, we could carry on on. The, The truth is, from one individual to this world, there is only one way that peace will ever come, and that's through Jesus Christ. You see, we can know that peace individually now. We can maybe possibly even know that peace in our, in our families, when, in our homes, when, 
when all of them come to put their faith and trust in Jesus Christ. I think that we're getting hard-pressed to find it in our communities, in our cities, in our nations, in the world. But one day that peace will come when Jesus comes to rule and reign upon this earth. But you see, we can have that peace because the Bible tells us that that news wasn't just for the shepherds, that to you and I, for until you is born this day in the city of David, a Savior, which is Christ the Lord, that one birth, that one Jesus, the same one that was born over 2,000 years ago, the same one that was to be the Savior to those shepherds is the same one that was born to be our Savior in this world today. We find that Peter said in 1 Peter chapter 1, he said, For as much as you know that you were not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold from your vain conversation received by traditions from your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ, as of a lamb without blemish and without spot, being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible by the word of God, which liveth and abideth forever. You see, it is, we can't say that there's anything else but bad news that we are born as sinners, that we have nothing to face when we're born into this world except the penalty for that sin, which is death. But that's what the gospel is all about. That's why it's called good news. You see, sometimes the bad news comes, but the Lord gives us good news as well. Isaiah put it this way in Isaiah 53, 6. He says, all we, like sheep, have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. And, of course, you know, that's just that's one of the beautiful things about those innocent little sheep. If you've, ever, if you've ever seen them out there wondering if there's not somebody to guide them, if there's not somebody to point them in the right direction, they just wander off because they're so naive. They're so innocent. They just they don't realize the danger that is there. They don't realize the destruction could wait. All we like sheep have gone astray. Everyone turned to his own way. That's the world's way. Me, my way, figure it out for myself. But you know that verse doesn't stop there. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. But the last part of that verse says, and the Lord hath laid on him, Jesus, the iniquity of us all. We have all sinned. We have all gone astray. And there's only one Savior, the Savior that was born there in Bethlehem. For unto you is born this day, that day over 2,000 years ago, a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And that's news to you tonight just as much as it was to those shepherds when it was given. You see, Jesus warned us that in the last days, they were going to come false Christ. Many of these so-called saviors that he said would deceive the very elect if it were possible. I mean, they're going to be so slick. They're going to seem so genuine. 
that even at the very elect of God, if it were possible, could be deceived. Thank God if you belong to God, you always belong to God. But the truth is, is that even as Christians, you know, we need to be careful. We may not be able to be deceived in our eternity and our salvation, but we can sure be deceived and led astray down here if we're not walking in that living word. Jesus warned us. You see, we're being invaded more than ever by all the clairvoyance. I mean, you know, they're right there. They're all around. They advertise openly and honestly. They're, they're on the TVs and everything else. The hypnotist, these spiritual mediums that promise to, to take you, the Eastern philosophers, which is really the New Age movement that we have amongst us today. And, of course, so many of them are subtle. They take and they... They mix that poison with bits and pieces of the Bible. They try to make it look spiritually good. And of course, for those of you, pardon the expression, there are too many Christians that are spiritually ignorant. They're not grounded in God's Word enough to even recognize the dangers when they come along, and he just sits back and laughs his head off. I don't know that uh, any of you ever heard the name Peter Pocklington. <laughs> Peter Pocklington was a well-known politician in Canada. And he was running for the conservative leadership, which eventually was won by Brian Mulroney, which is more common to most people as he became the prime minister of that nation. But there was a big court case because there was a psychic that was involved by the name of Rita Burns. And this is what she said in the courts, that the would-be prime minister confided to her as a spiritual guide. He said, I quote, every day I look at myself in the mirror and say, you are a god. People do your will because you are a God. This was a man to lead, <laughs> not some third world nation somewhere where you might think that there was little education or something, but a great nation, <laughs> an educated nation. We find that, I guess that it would not be so strange, but you know, John wrote back in 1 John chapter 2, he said, Antichrist shall come. But before he does, there is going to be one Antichrist, capital A. But before he does, he says, the spirit of Antichrist issuing in many Antichrist small A's. Before that one Antichrist that comes that will deceive all of the world. Bible predicted there would be many Antichrist, small a's, those that would set themselves up as gods, as powers. We could look and we could recognize, of course, it's not news to any of us. A man like John Lennon, a man that was a pop idol, not only in this country but around the world, but, of course, a man that also thought that 
he was possibly Jesus Christ. We find that Michael Jackson, you know, probably one of the best-known pop stars that ever lived, and yet his own mom, his own mom publicly stated that she thought that he was just possibly the incarnation of the Messiah. Or Reverend Moon. Most of us have at least seen some of the Moonies if we've never talked to them face to face. One of the spokesmen for Reverend Moon by the name of Matthew Morrison, he asked a question and answered it himself. Is Moon the Messiah? That's what he is. You see, the list could go on, but all I'm saying is we look around the world. The world is looking for saviors. And there are those that will set themselves up as the saviors of others. And there are those that will be set up by others as the saviors of mankind. We find that the Bible is very clear. We could look at many places. Let's look in Matthew chapter 24. And notice what Jesus Christ himself said. In Matthew chapter 24, and verse 4 and 5, And Jesus answered and said unto them, Take heed that no man deceive you, for many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. Down in verse 23 of that same chapter, Jesus also says, then if any man shall say unto you, Lo, here is Christ, or there, he says, Believe it not. For there shall arise false Christ and false prophets, and shall show great signs and wonders, insomuch that if it were possible, they should deceive the very elect. Some of these men will have great powers. They will be able to deceive so very readily. We look into Paul's writings to the church at Thessalonica in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. And notice what it says there in verse 3 and 4. It says, Let no man deceive you by any means, for that day shall not come except there come a falling away first, and that man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition, who opposeth and exalteth himself above all that is called God, of that is worshipped, so that he is God, sitteth in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. Politicians, pop idols, athletes, we find that as we look around the world, we find many that are referred to as messiahs, that are referred to as saviors. But I just want to remind us this Christmas, for unto you is born this day the city of David, a savior, which is Christ the Lord. There's only ever been one savior. There's still only 
one Savior. It's that one whose birth that we celebrate. I remind you, just in case you forgot or you haven't heard it as many times as I've said it, December 25th, there's nothing special about that date. There's nothing special about that date whatsoever. It's not a day that we're celebrating. It is an event. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord, the most important birth that ever took place on planet Earth. And let us not forget and get caught up in all the things. And as we look around the world, Christmas means all the wrong things, all the wrong people. You see, as we begin to look around, I believe that it should be very, very, very clear to us that this spirit of Antichrist becomes more prevalent all the time. People looking to others as their Savior. We find that I can't remember now. I remember hearing this on the radio, and it's probably been, I, don't, I, I get to losing time sometimes. I get to thinking, you know, well, that was only, you know, last year, and I come to find out it was about five years ago or something, but... But it was sometime in my past in one of those last few years that I heard on one of the talk radio stations, and they were talking about the subject of Christmas. And they were talking about asking, you know, individual people if they could choose five people out of all of history to be able to invite back to their house for Christmas dinner, who would they pick? of all the lives in history. And you know, as they went through the list and went through the list and went through the list, you know something that was amazing? Not one person said Jesus. <laughs> Not one person. They came up with all these big names and all these, these great influences and all these things. And yet the people they would have to the house for Christmas dinner, <laughs> of all the people in history, <laughs> who would you want besides Jesus? And yet, that was not even in their thoughts. That passage that we just read there about the son of perdition describing the Antichrist. You know, back in the 80s, there was a book that came out called A Time for Judas. A Time for Judas. And basically what the book was doing was trying to extol the attributes of Judas Iscariot about what a wonderful person that he really was, that he'd been misunderstood for all of these years. The Bible called him the son of perdition, just as he calls the Antichrist the son of perdition. How does Jesus Christ, this Savior that was born in Bethlehem, how does he come off in most of society today? Well, I don't even have time to start there. I'll tell you where he is in our society. He's in our society in a place where that, you know, many parts of the free world, live nativity pageants and plays can't be put on because it might be offensive to others. We find that in many parts of the free world, I'm talking about the nations that at one time sent out the gospel to the ends of the world. 
that many times to use the name of Jesus Christ, whether it be in a prayer or in public in any way, is not allowed because it might be offensive. It's okay to curse him in public. It's okay to mock him and make fun of him in the movies and in the books. It's okay to put all of this thing in society through the, the lyrics, the music, and the things that they watch on the box where all of it belittles the very lifestyle that he came to protect us from. And it belittles it. It destroys it. Everything that he stood for and extols the very things that he came to save us from. We can't mention his name in a positive way. But it's not a problem to use it in a negative way. <laughs> It's not a problem to curse him and belittle him. And folks, that is the reality of the society that you and I live in today. What are you saying? I'm saying that Satan is a liar. Satan is a deceiver. You know that <laughs> you want to find something interesting if you haven't done it before. Those of you that have got computers, go on there and Google just put in something like world population. And you'll find that one of the first things that comes up on your Google is, is a counter that's sitting there showing how many people were born, how many people have died, how many people, and you can watch the number just clicking over so fast that you can't keep up with it as the world's population increases. Over 7 billion people in the world today. And you know what? Satan wants to deceive as many of them as possible to over 7 billion people on planet earth and all those that have already gone. But that angel said, for until you is born this day in the city of David, a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. He's the only Savior there's ever been. He's the only Savior for you. There are many things in this world to distract you, to deceive you, to destroy you, and one way or another, Satan's behind it. But the truth is, there's only one Savior, and he's there for you, and he's there to give you that peace. Are you struggling in this world? Well, it's a tough old world sometimes, but I've got news for you. Jesus Christ came to be your Savior, and Jesus Christ came to save you, to save you from sin, to save you from the consequences of sin, to make you his child, to where that huh, you need not fear what any man can do to you because you belong to him. Just a reminder, one single simple thought sermon for unto you is born this day in the city of David, a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. Thank God. If you've been saved from your sins, thank God that Jesus came for that purpose to save you from your sins. Your friends, your family, do they know that Jesus? Do they see that Jesus through you? Maybe the Christmas message for them this Christmas should be to remind them, for unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior which is Christ the Lord. The world will have many counterfeits. The world will have many imposters. But there's only one Savior. His name is Jesus. That's who we celebrate. Father, 
We thank you this evening, Lord, just for the simple thought of this one simple verse. Lord, we think of a Savior, and this world looks for all kinds of Saviors, but there's only one Savior. He was the one that was born there in Bethlehem. And, Lord, he was born not only for those shepherds that that great birth was announced to there in the field, but he was born to be our Savior as well. Lord. 